This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Let's get into some season predictions. All right, we're going to bring studs into the equation here because we need somebody else to sound as foolish as we might. <laughs> and, and you know, hey, you're the man for the job, Adam. Um, hey, I, I, I think I'm, I'm with you. Let's do it. Let's start, let's start with our season predictions record-wise and maybe a, a key victory or whatever you want to throw in. I, I look at this. I'll start, and then you guys can follow. I, I would like to see – more of a connection between some of the encouraging things we saw in the preseason and maybe the record. I would like to be one of those guys. I don't think they're as bad as Vegas, what Vegas suggests. I don't think they're one of the worst. I don't think they're probably as good as some people want them to be. I see this as a six-win football team. I think I said after the draft, they were still 6-11 and 11 to me. After training camp, they might be a, a, a better 6-11 and 11 version. I think you end the season with the arrow pointing up because of the schedule, but I do think it's 6-11. and 11. I'm also going to echo that sentiment, David. To me, this is a, a 6-11 football team, and it's a 6-11 football team that will be different than last year's 6-11 football team. You said it very well there. Instead of an arrow pointing straight down into the sewer, it's going to be an arrow pointing up. It's not going to be a, sh- a sharp upward arrow, but the arrow is going to be pointing up enough where you say, boy, that brand of 6-11 felt more encouraging to me. Can the Bears get to seven or eight wins? Certainly. If everything breaks perfectly for them, they have great health, and they have six or eight developmental breakthroughs from from young players that they believe in sure they can they they can exceed expectations but you look at this roster you look at the way they're positioned and it's just it's it's a 611 football team so i'm a i'm a little more optimistic i i'm leaning towards seven wins right now so not much more optimistic than you guys but i look at the schedule and i see it as being easier than last year i see i see i think we can all agree there's five very winnable games on that schedule and it's a matter of how do they do they surprise a few more teams. I'm looking at them as being this for, based on some of what I saw in preseason. I think they're going to be this pesky thorn in your side team that if you don't play clean football against is going to sneak up on you and and cut you from underneath at the end of the game. I think that might happen week one against San Francisco. It's all going to depend on how how Trey Lance plays. I'm not I'm not predicting a win. I'm just saying like 
watch out. So, but ultimately, I think there's five wins they can for sure get, and then a split with with Minnesota and Detroit gets you seven wins. So that's kind of what I'm looking at. Maybe they don't split with both those teams. Maybe they get swept by one, but they surprise another team. So that's that's how my formula got to seven. I like that. At least we won't be, by any of our predictions, be debating in December whether or not they should win or lose the remaining games for the number one overall draft pick and who that's going to be. Let's hope that's not the case. I think being more competitive is good for everybody. Okay, Bears MVP. My Bears MVP is going to be a guy that I think has a lot to prove. He's announced he has a lot to prove. He's going to prove it. The Bears are going to have themselves a situation. I don't think they're going to have much of a choice. You're going to want to bring back Roquan Smith after he becomes the most valuable player on the field each and every Sunday for your Chicago Bears. Yeah, for the second straight category, I'm in complete agreement with you. I have a runner-up uh, acknowledgement to Darnell Mooney, who I think is in position to have a, a really good year for that offense. But Roquan is the best football player on this roster. Roquan Smith is motivated. Roquan Smith has the ability to play in a defense that's going to allow him to run sideline to sideline and be as aggressive and opportunistic as he wants to be. And so when we get to the end of this year, as long as Roquan has his head screwed on straight, he has an opportunity to make some major plays in this defense and get paid, right? And that's been the goal for a long time here. And so I'm with you that, that that's the 2022 Bears MVP. All right. We're definitely all in agreement here because I think it's hard to not say Roquan Smith. Like you guys said, he's the best player on the team. I think he's got a chip on his shoulder now. He's out to prove it. He wants to get that 90 plus million dollar contract. And the only way he's going to do it, the only way he's going to get paid more than, than Shaq Leonard is to create turnovers, is to have a huge season. I don't know if he'll necessarily make first-team All-Pro. He'll definitely get second-team All-Pro, I would say, again. Probably get, a, probably get a Pro Bowl nod and just have a monstrous year. And hopefully the Bears pay him, but either way, someone's going to pay him big. All right, let's go to the Bears breakout player. Maybe you want to call this the surprise uh, development of the season uh, in a positive way. I'm going to go with a rookie, and I'm going to go with the guy that I have been on since they drafted him. I think there's going to be a lot of scrutiny. Well, she should have gotten a wide receiver, but Jaquan Brisker is a guy that you needed in that secondary. He's a guy that looks the part. If he can stay injury-free, and I look forward to seeing if he's going to play with that broken thumb against the 49ers, and even if he misses one game, I do think he's going to establish himself as somebody you can count on. I think people around Chicago with this long storied history of hard-hitting safeties – He's the latest, and I think that he could be – we talk about – you know, I always say this about Justin Fields. There's greatness within him. You, you can sense that if he can just find a way to tap into that potential. I really feel like in college you saw it, I think, in a sh small uh, sample size in the preseason with Jaquan Brisker, you see it. There's greatness within him, and I think we're going to see glimpses of that this season. David, Jaquan Brisker is not missing week one. I can tell you, I saw the look in his eyes last week when he said that directly to me, and, and he will play in the season opener. I'm going to go to the other side of the ball and give you Cole Komet. Listeners to this podcast understand how I feel about Cole Komet and where I think he's going in the third season. I think he can be a 
tremendous security blanket for Justin Fields in this passing game and really allow drives to move the way that they need to move when things need a, a playmaker to make a play. And I think Luke gets, he trusts him. I think he trusts in his versatility. I think he trusts in his ability to handle the things that they're putting on his plate. And I think he's going to be given a, a tremendous opportunity to go out this season and make that vault that everybody's been waiting for since the day he got drafted. And here we'll get to January and say, there it was. That was the Cole Komet breakout. Dan called it. That's what we'll say. I'm with with both of you guys so far. And so rather than just kind of repeat what you guys have said, which I totally agree, like I think both of those guys could have breakout years. I like both of them coming into this season. I'm going to pivot just a little bit, and this is more of a comeback player. I think Eddie Jackson is going to have a big year. And it's for a lot of the reasons that, David, you said with Jaquan Brisker, he's going to be – we saw Eddie Jackson at his best when the safety, quote, opposite of him was – down in the box, do, make, doing all the dirty work. And Eddie can just sit back and play center field and, and go get the takeaways that he's been lacking. He hasn't been able to do that the last couple of years. He has, he's been in the box a lot. They've moved, they've put him at nickel sometimes. And when I say nickel, I mean he's been covering the slot receiver at times last season. He hasn't been used the way that he was used when he was an all pro. And I think we're finally going to see more of that this year. And I think he gets back to, not named all pro, but I think we see a b- bunch of turnovers from him and we say, okay, yeah, that's why they gave him that contract. Okay, we have to go to the other end of the spectrum and the most disappointing player, as we would predict the, this season with the Bears. All right, I don't know. None of us likes picking somebody <laughs> that's going to disappoint everybody. But if What's I board material? I know. It's uh, I, Robert Quinn for me. I, I think this is an even-numbered year. You look at his history and sometimes that uh, contributes to it. I also think he's not getting any younger and it's very difficult to do better than what he did last year, which was historically good. And I I think just no training camp. You worry about injury at this stage of his career. You worry about the attention he'll get without a proven pass rusher opposite him in a defense that is more traditionally, you know, the edge rushers are there on each side. So I think Robert Quinn may see a dramatic dip in his production level, his sack total, and I would think Robert Quinn would be my choice. This was a hard category for me because there just aren't a lot of guys with high expectations, and so it's hard to be disappointing when you don't have grand expectations to begin with. But I'm going to give you Valus Jones, and the reason I'm going to give you Valus Jones is because I think this coaching staff has grand visions for what they want. Velas Jones to be both as a return man and as a weapon in their offense. And Velas Jones has been out of action for way too much of August, which raises some alarm bells for me to say, "Uh oh, is this the type of guy that's going to play two weeks, sit three, play three weeks, sit two, you know, and, and be just riding that roller coaster throughout his entire rookie season where you just don't know from week to week, whether he's healthy enough, whether he can absorb what you put on his plate. And so that's where I'm, uh, I'm starting in this category. Sorry, Velas. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go with David on this one. That's the first thing that popped in my head, Robert Quinn, when we're we're thinking about most disappointing categories. I just don't think there's any way that he lives up to the production he had last year. I think you have to expect a production dip. There's no way he sets or or ties or breaks his own Bears sack record, which is still kind of ridiculous to think about Robert Quinn. Of all the great guys we've seen on the Bears defense, Robert Quinn comes in for two years, and one of those years gets gets the sack record. But I just don't see him having near that level of production. I think he'll end up with double-digit sacks, but ultimately – the Bears probably should have sold high on him. Maybe they didn't find a trade partner. Maybe he just wanted to be here. But, uh, yeah, I just don't think this year is going to be 
as good for Robert Quinn and ultimately will say it's disappointing because he didn't leave up, live up to it. Very interesting. No offensive lineman on that uh, list. That, uh, well, like, a like Dan said, it's hard, it's hard to be disappointed in it, uh, when you don't have any expectations. <laughs> right, right. And we call this the Take the North pod, obviously, so we need to predict who will take the North. I don't think any of us predicted it will be the Bears, so I'll start with my prediction in the division. I don't think it's going to be as easy as some people think. I don't think this answer is written in pen. I am going to go for the surprise because I think that is what these predictions are all about, trying to you know, see something that isn't going to happen, that's unlikely to happen. It is the NFL. This happens every year. The Minnesota Vikings are going to take the North Ooh. in 2022. I wow. believe that the new regime, they're going to find a way to get the most out of Kirk Cousins. I think that the Packers are going to take a step backward. They're going to miss Devontae Adams more than they realize. I don't think the defense is up for it. And I do think the Vikings, just because it is crazy, are going to be competitive. And I think it be maybe 10, 11 victories, but I think it will be enough to win the division. Can you see this, David? This is my pen, and this is the pen that I wrote Packers down as my NFC North champions. I agree <laughs> with you that, that, that they're going to take a small step backwards, uh, but I think it's going to be an 11-6 and six division championship rather than a 13-win division championship as Matt LaFleur has had in his first three years as head coach. Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers. He can will things to happen with that team and that offense and so i think the packers remain the controllers of the north the bears have promised that they're going to take the north as we've told you many times they have not told you when they've just promised <laughs> that when they do take it they're never going to give it back it's not happening this year green bay retains control of the division i like your surprise david i i would like to think that it happens but i just i can't i i wouldn't be able to walk away from this particular podcast episode uh, comfortably saying that Kirk Cousins led team is gonna is gonna <laughs> win the division over Aaron Rodgers. So I gotta go with the Packers. It, it, they they're the best team in the division still. It's not the margin is not as as wide as it was. It's certainly a lot closer. I don't think their defense is gonna be as good as a lot of people are saying. I think they're gonna struggle a little bit offensively. But ultimately I don't think that that the, the, the Vikings are going to do enough to overtake the Packers. I think it'll be close a game or two Vikings probably win nine to 10 games, but like, like Dan said, I'm thinking 11 wins for the Packers and by, by late December, they got it wrapped up. Wishful thinking is a part of every prediction. Just so <laughs> no, I mean, that's just saying that, but yeah. Okay. That's fun. I could be wrong. Likely will be wrong. I'm just tired of the Packers winning the North and Hey, I'm with you. I'm with you. We'll wait and see. I think I speak for everybody in Chicago. Okay. The Super Bowl prediction tough to do but everyone's doing it tough to envision how it's going to unfold i do think this is there's always a surprise in the super bowl last year it was the bengals this year who will it be my pick for the super bowl is in the afc no surprise i think the bills will get there but the nfc i think the super bowl representative will be the team we're going to see on the lakefront on Sunday and not the Chicago Bears. The San Francisco 49ers are going to find a way to get back. Let's go back last year, guys. They, they were a good football team, and they were beaten by a better one with the Rams, but I think that they look for upgrades at the quarterback position. They either are going to find that ceiling with Trey Lance or they're going to reassume where the floor, rediscover where the floor is with Jimmy Garoppolo. I know their offensive line takes a step back, perhaps. Debo Samuel's back for 
for another year of being dynamic. The defense is why I think they're going to win the NFC. I think it's going to be Bills 49ers. And right now I'd have to take the Bills in that matchup. So I had to turn in predictions for Tribune Publishing across all their platforms to give these things. And I, I have the Super Bowl champion as the Buffalo Bills, as you mentioned. But in the NFC, I, I, I had a little surprise twist. And since you're going to take surprise twists with the winners of the NFC North, I'm going to give you a surprise twist with the winner of the NFC, who I didn't even have winning their own division. I have the Dallas Cowboys becoming a wild card wow. in the NFC and then making a surprise run in January to set up a rematch of Bill's Cowboys in the Super Bowl. Buckle in for that one. How fun would you like that? Did you make that prediction before or after their injuries on the offensive line? Before. Okay. <laughs> That's a lot of faith but, to put in Jason Peters getting off his fishing trip and landing in Dallas this this. Hey, year. look, Jason Peters was uh, sturdy for the Bears last year, wasn't he? Uh, but, uh, <laughs> He's a man. No, you're right. You're right. He's a man now. Uh, but I, I do think that the, the, this is going to be a really interesting season in the NFC because of some of the power structure shakeups, right? With You mentioned Rodgers having to deal without Devontae Adams. We don't know what's going to happen with the GOAT and Tampa. And so there's this, this little bit of flux over there that makes that conference um, intriguing in a different way than the AFC is intriguing because I think the AFC has got some really, really high-quality candidates, and we'll see who Studs has got. I'm going to agree with you guys on the AFC side. I'm going with the Bills. I The AFC is going to be wild to watch this year because, like you were saying, Dan, there's a lot of teams that I are in contention teams. Legitimate contention, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so I think, I think the Bills are going to beat the Chargers in the AFC championship, and it's going to be a really close game. I and I'm 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 this close to wanting to say the Chargers get there, but I think the Bills are just a leg a step a step better overall. On the NFC side, it's it's tough because it's it's going to be even, but not for the same reason. There's not as many teams that are just really those top tier teams. So this one's kind of an outside pick. I'm going to go with the Saints. They looked really good. They looked really good last year before Jameis Winston got hurt. And I think they come in and Jameis Winston finds his rhythm. I think that Alvin Kamara has a big bounce back here. Michael Thomas gets healthy eventually. They always have a good defense. So I'm going with the Saints uh, if for no other reason than they, they kind of get shaken out and then they get blown out in the Super Bowl. And you guys have just just made fans of the agents of Kevin O'Connell and Dennis Halen, first-time coaches who are going to have big years, according okay. to the Take the North podcast. We've got two new subscribers of the pod just there like we that. Well, good thinking, guys. This will be a lot of fun <laughs> to revisit how silly we all sound and when we come back in January and revisit this. All right, those are our predictions. 